It's time for another edition of Dome and Domer, the only podcast for Notre Dame fans by Notre Dame fans. If you're looking for cogent analysis and unbiased opinions backed by careful reporting, you've come to the wrong place. For the next 20 minutes or so, you'll get a fan's perspective on the Fighting Irish without all the normal spin from the so-called professional analysts. It's Dome and Domer. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Brammer and Ed Jordanic. Hello, Irish fans, and welcome to another edition of Dome and Domer. My name is Mike Brammer. Joining me tonight, Mike Coffey from ndnation.com. As we've been off a little bit, you know, coffee's probably good that we didn't do the show right after Louisville. Because <laughs> not none of us would have predicted anywhere clearly no, no, close no, 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 to no, what no. happened. No, um, no, 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 no. For the first time in years, through many years of Brian Kelly and everything, I actually picked Notre Dame to lose in our site uh, weekly contest. And of course, I got completely smoked, as did a whole <laughs> bunch of other people. But that's what I get for for losing the faith. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, it's a heck of a bounce back win for him. Got to give a lot of credit to mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Freeman and what he was able to do. And more importantly, I think it speaks volumes to, you know, the players that we've got this year, which is, um, you know, this is a team that's been through quite a bit. And um, and I think, you know, there's a bunch of analysis going on after the Louisville loss. You know, should we have thought this through a little bit better on the schedule? I mean, they had finals the next week, all that kind of stuff. I know the schedules are made way out in advance. It's tough to do that. but um, I mean, regardless. Nobody, thought, nobody thought Duke and Louisville were going to be that good. I mean, Duke maybe, but Louisville, even with Brahman in his first year, nobody thought yeah. they were going to be anything worth writing no. home about. And they were no. fired up for that game. I mean, I mean yeah. no well, doubt about night it. Night game, all that kind of stuff. I mean, look, that's, that's a tall ask. I mean, obviously, I think – Last I saw, Notre Dame was number six in terms of strength schedule mm-hmm. as it stands today. Um, n- well, nothing wrong with that. Over the next four weeks, unfortunately. But yeah, you know, yeah, it's going to come down a little bit. Uh, Clemson losing didn't help. But um, regardless, uh, I was at the game at USC. Unbelievable atmosphere. I mean, I think Notre Dame has really done about a 180 in terms of the game atmosphere during the game and keeping the crowd into it. Mm-hmm. And the number of times that people stand up. I mean, it used to be that it was kind of hard to get Notre Dame fans to stand up, you know, five years ago. Not the case at all. Now that that's well, a totally. I, I think it's also I, I've always been of the mind, put out a product that the fans are into and they will respond. I mean, I'm, I was at the, the 2005, the Bush push game. That was like one of the loudest. Yeah, that was experience, stadium experiences I've ever had. So when you're playing a top quality opponent and. Notre Dame is better off when Southern Cal is good because they're going to be on the schedule every year and you want them to be competitive. You want that to be a challenging game. I think you really want to have, uh, it's got to have energy. So like I I was at the Ohio state game again, same thing. Everybody was on their feet. Everybody was loud. Everybody was fired up. You bring quality opponents into Notre Dame stadium and have them play a quality Notre Dame team. That's what you need to get the crowd involved. Yeah. Yeah, and it definitely was that. I mean, it was a heck of an atmosphere, uh, unbelievable game, especially right when, you know, it looked like USC is going to get back into it, and then Jadarian Price goes the distance. I mean, that was um, – yep. and I'll tell you, Notre Dame is, again, delivering on the post-game videos where they mash it up a little bit. I don't Absolutely. know. Did you get a chance to see that return? I did. I did. I mean, it's, again, it's just really well done. Just I don't, I don't know who is behind that, but, man, they are – 
from a producer standpoint, they are tearing it up because those are some well, a uh, lot of views on those videos. Oh, and no it's kidding. really cool. And yeah, um, I, I know people of our vintage, so to speak, that we're, we're we were raised on a more uh, sedate, if that's the right word, Notre Dame experience. Where like I know there's some people who look at the videos and say, oh, they, what do we need these things for? But it's amazing what a great job they're doing on them. Like you said, I mean the the production values and just the just the 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 sheer interest that they drive. Yeah. It's it's something you can't afford to ignore. I mean, no, you gotta, and you I gotta, think yeah, not only is Notre Dame not ignoring it, and I would love to think that it's students who are doing it. That that would just be the icing on yeah. the cake. Oh, big time! It, it's it's really well done, and I think they're impactful. It is the world that we live in today, and and they just do a bang up job of it. Man, it's really well done. In terms of uh, big recruiting weekend as well, I mean, you know, Notre Dame is oh, continuing. Yeah. I mean, they're just continuing to do what they do. Um, I think it's again, it speaks volumes for Marcus Freeman to to kind of have e- even that after game reaction that he had in the tunnel with the fans. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. that's some priceless stuff right there. Sure, uh, absolutely. And, and I just you know I just think that. Uh, there's a lot to be said. There's a lot left in this season, as well as just Pittsburgh alone. I mean, I I know that I'm here in Vegas, and right now the point spread's twenty and a half. Um, really? That, that's that's a bet I'm not going to be placed. <laughs> no, that's, that but, but that's up. If, if if I remember, it opened at thirteen. Or I yeah, think. yeah. It's just it's it's so. I think you you know this is the the weird thing about this the season that we're in. But you know Notre Dame Pittsburgh. I mean it, it's going to be a battle. It's not anything that we're just going to walk through from no, the snap of the football. I mean it, there, there's going to there, there's going to be some. Uh, uh, it's a heck of a game that we're walking into, and it, it's going to challenge us as every single week does. But um, you know particularly this one coming off of that big huge win. Um, you got to get right back at it, and, and and there's no holds barred here. So I expect it to be kind of a tough game for us. Uh, I'm not expecting some little walkthrough. That isn't going to happen. No, it's, uh, Pittsburgh always is a very physical – they've always been a very physical program. I think they kind of embody the city that they're from. I mean, they've always been very grinded out, very – we're going to overpower you to win the game. Uh, again, th- this isn't going to be a cakewalk. I like the fact – that they had the bye week after the big Southern Cal win to let the emotions kind of dissipate and say, okay, yeah, that was a great win. And by the time you come around to a week from the following Tuesday, you're kind of like, all right, we're ready to play again. And so like all of the manic whatever's from having the big win went away. I mean, look what happened to Louisville against Pittsburgh the the week after playing Notre Dame, they just completely fell apart. Now, granted their injury to their star running back probably had something to do with that, but it's hard to come off a big emotional win and then have to come out the next week, especially against a team that doesn't inspire the same level of emotion or energy, hatred or whatever, and have to go out and try to reproduce that. That's a tough thing to do. So having that off week there to celebrate themselves, pat themselves on the back. All right, great. Now the grind starts again. Now you've got two games before your next off week to really get something done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just we're, we're kind of lucky as well, just in terms of the guys that are banged up that, that really needed that extra mm-hmm. week. Um, so hopefully these guys can get back to a hundred percent because we're going to need them. I mean, um, no you know, again, you just hate to see anything drop off because of the, 
you know, the, the, especially when you're building rapport with your wide receivers and so forth, mm -hmm. um, you don't want any disruptions to that. You want that continuing. And, uh, and I do think that, you know, if these guys can get healthy again, we should have a good chance here to, to run the table. Not to say that that's a given or that that's absolutely no, what's going to happen. Um, th there's some challenges left here. And, uh, you know, especially with the, just the, again, in college football, I, I, you know, it's just strange how everything is now, it's a year to year thing. You know, who's mm -hmm. going to go on the transfer portal? Who's going to stay? Who's, who's getting enough playing time? Who's, who's being whispered in their ear about the, um, you know, NIL and what, what they should do from uh, that standpoint in terms of what better, what better offers do you have out there? It's, it's I mean, a whole just, new dimension. I mean, it's, it's just it's crazy. Not, it's yeah. not our Notre Dame football from when we were there and of the age and stuff like that. I mean, there's so many more dimensions to it. And I think coaches have to be so much more cognizant of so many other things. And I, I, my, my hat is off to guys like Marcus Freeman, who are fortunately young and energetic and know what they need to do and uh, are getting the job done. But I, yeah. this, there's so many more things that you have to pay attention to. I look at some of those older coaches like Lou Holtz and Bobby Bowden and stuff like that. Would they have been able to navigate this, yeah. this I atmosphere? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if they could have. It's going to be, yeah. Or, or would they have adjusted? You know, would they have that ability to adjust mm -hmm. um, to be able to kind of hang in there? Uh, and, and I've even seen it with guys like Nick Saban. You know, Saban now does way more interviews during the week than he ever did. Oh, I mean, yeah. He was on Pat McAfee's show on you know, five years ago, tells me that David Saban would have never no, touched no, that. No, 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 no. He would have been, he would have been nowhere near that. Like but Pat, just, who? Does that guy yeah, wearing a I'm, shirt? Yeah. I'm not getting that on there. It, it just shows how everything has changed. The landscape yeah. is just completely mm -hmm. changing right now. What you do hope is that it doesn't impact college football. I don't want. It's it's one of the big few best sports that are left right now. I, no, I, I agree. college football for me stands head tails above everything else, um, and you just don't want that to be ruined. Um, but, you know, having said all that, it just goes to show how much is being asked of these guys to get ready every single weekend, week in and week out. Um, yeah, we're at home, but we do have pit and it's going to be a physical game well, and it's going to put a challenge on us. And especially if you come out and all of a sudden, you know, things aren't clicking for a quarter and a half. Um, all yeah. of a sudden the possessions are limited. To, uh, yeah. <laughs> now there's only, you know, a, Two and a half quarters left in the game, everything counts, and and you've got all these uh, things that you got to deal with in terms of playing time, trying to get everybody in the game, mm -hmm. you know, especially with our running back. It, it, the number of guys that we have a running back that play at a high level is I, I can't remember the last time. I mean, it goes back to like Ricky Waters and that group, mm -hmm. yeah. um, Tony Brooks, and and man, you just. It, we've got four guys that literally could deliver the entire game if they were sure. called on to do it. Absolutely. And, um, and it's tough to keep all those guys happy, but it seems like the team is doing it. I mean, I think that the one good thing Marcus has done is they seem like a team that's having fun. Uh, now I know these videos kind of push that and make that part of it, but mm -hmm. it just seems like the way these guys play and the way that they're coming together and the way that they see each other on the sidelines Mm -hmm. And and just especially in that kickoff return where they were talking, you know, Jadarian saying, hey, man, good block. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of stuff just it's hard to get that. It's not easy to True. get that with a team. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that this is going to be really interesting to see how this plays out over the next four weeks, because um, there, there's big, huge steps that can be made with 
a win, a win, a win, you know, that's just going to pile up going into the end of the season. So, so here's my question for you. Do you think a 10 and two Notre Dame team can make the New York, the New York six? I, I do. I still think they will. I, I really do. Um, even though there's a lot of outs there, let's call it because of all of the, um, you know, all of the uh, agreements that are in place in terms of, you know, that the, there's always, well, that's one of the things, the, the, this is a year when it's easier for Notre Dame to make the playoffs because the two teams that are have the semifinals, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, are the ones that are fully locked in to uh, conference agreements. So because they are uh, playoff uh, sites this year, all the remaining bowls are completely wide open. Now, granted, the conference yeah. champions will still get an in, but... You figure the top four are going to those two bowls that Notre Dame can't go to anyway. So now you have the other uh, eight slots that are completely open. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I, I saw you know, a prediction. I saw a prediction. Uh, Notre Dame against Washington in the Peach Bowl. Hmm. That would be pretty cool. I would. Yeah, I would no, be. Would be I, I would. Yeah. I would go to Atlanta for that game. That would be fun. Oh, I, I would definitely. That, that would be entertaining to see that. You know, I do think that that. There's going to be a great story to be told, especially if we go ten and two. I mean, you're talking about a team that was a whisker away from from being an eleven and one, and and we'll, we'll see how things shake out. I mean, I don't know whether eleven and one gets you in now. Um, it, it all depends, but the reality of the matter is, there's going to be a really doggone good matchup if Notre Dame is ten and two with whoever it is that they're going to put them against. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a marquee game that's going to draw a lot of attention. Uh, um, and sell a lot of advertising. So I don't know. I, I, I still think the, the the sky's the limit for the team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's disappointment when you look back. But, I mean, just right now, the way they're playing and the level that they're executing at, I mean, that was no easy task. You had no, to see in the way that they controlled him. I mean, I thought the game plan was really well done. You could just Absolutely. tell the controlled rush that we had. There was all kinds of uh, attention paid to not letting Williams – get outside the pocket mm-hmm. and and yep. scramble. I mean, they, they just collapsed, collapsed, collapsed. And and it had Forced an impact. Stay in the I think he was frustrated. And make decisions, and some of those yep. decisions were bad ones. Yeah, and um, tip balls. I mean, these guys are now doing things that a lot of times in the past we just didn't seem to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I just, you know, overall, it's it's an exciting team to watch. It's a lot of fun, a lot of playmakers. And, and if we could just hang on to what we got coming at us in terms of recruits, um, it's looking like it's going to get better. Um, there, there, there's a challenge there to keep all these guys. I get that. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. that's just part of the game now. But it really seems like he's got a lot of pieces to this puzzle put together where a lot of these guys may not leave. I mean, I, nowadays and, and getting into your, your shot at the NFL, it, they don't really care what kind of stats you had. It really mm-hmm. doesn't come down to that. I mean, there's the – all right, do you really fit the mold for f- f- having the the mentality to be in the mm-hmm. NFL? But it's more, you know, where, where are you at? What is you, you know, it's all the stats yeah, that go no, into absolutely. it as to whether you're and, a player. And and then you also have to look at what are you going to make to first-year NFL player in your salary? Now compare that to not only getting your degree, there's NIL opportunities. And I think yeah. for, for, for current student-athletes, I think Notre Dame could be very competitive from an NIL perspective. And so maybe yeah. some of these guys, and plus you look at the 24 schedule is very forgiving 
I mean, I, I know, granted, sometimes you look at teams and, oh, someone ends up being better than you think, but you got two max schools, you got an open, you still have like one game unassigned, and I think they're waiting on the ACC to reshuffle everything with these three new teams because I know you can look forward to see like, okay, Notre Dame's supposed to play these five teams and these five teams. I think all that's out the window with yeah. – uh, with, with these three new teams, because they have to bring those guys in. I would love to see Notre Dame play SMU at the actual Cotton Bowl. That would be a really cool thing. I yeah, think. that'd be cool. Yeah. Um. So, but I, I think with, with a very forgiving 2024 schedule, with enough guys coming back, the, the, uh, Notre Dame is definitely a 12, a top 12 contender to make the playoffs. No doubt about it. Yeah. So th- that can yeah. be very tempting to guys who may want to say, you know, I'm a fifth, sixth round pick or something, or maybe even a little better, but I have a chance to make some NIL money and play for a national championship. There's something yeah. to be said for that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I uh, Look, I think I think more than anything, it's fun to watch these guys. It's been, it's been a great year to watch them. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's going to get interesting to see how this all plays out in terms of keeping everybody happy. But I do think you're going to see some guys play Saturday. There's going to be some guys that are going to have to all of a sudden get a little bit of playing time here. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause this is the time of year where guys are banged up and we don't even know it. You know, yep. there's, there's guys playing through injuries and so forth. So I think you're going to start seeing some, some new guys enter the fold here a little bit. Yeah. Kind of Especially the last if, two. I mean, Wake Forest at home and at Stanford. I mean, I, I think yeah. you are going to see a little bit more of the depth because then you're in the last three games of the season, including the bowl game. So even if it's someone who hasn't played before, they can play and not lose their register. Not lose that, yeah. Somebody like a Cooper Flanagan at, at tight end, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprising to see mm-hmm, him sure. all, all of a sudden, you know, ever having the whole season where these guys are, you know, they're trying, they're these incoming freshmen, it's hard to adjust to the college game. And, and having that, all these practices being on scout and all that, maybe maybe that you're going to see some of these guys all of a sudden show up on the field. Yeah, That'll be kind of cool as you're, well. You're, you're 12, 13 weeks into the season, like going back from the original practice. I mean, you're seasoned. I mean, think about, I mean, the way the rules were way back in the day, you could be in like the last two, three weeks of the season and have a guy who's probably ready to show something, but you can't put him on the field because then you completely blow his year yeah. of eligibility. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you have someone who hasn't played yet, you like not, and I, I wish maybe the Clemson and, uh, Pitt were swapped, but at the very least, those last two games, a lot of opportunities yeah. for players who haven't played yet, who are probably ready to contribute 10, 11 plays a game. Sure, why not? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Going to be interesting. All right. What do you think? What's your prediction for Saturday? Our, well, I uh, I went 38 to 17 on our site contest, and I see no reason to change that. I think that I, I know. Pitt switched up quarterbacks, and I know they're physical and stuff like that, but this kid hasn't seen a defense like Notre Dame's yet. And a road start against a top 25 defense, he's going to turn it over a couple times. I think we're going to see something similar to what we saw against SC, where even though how even though these guys are physical and they're going to be playing hard, I mean, you can only go so, so long and so far against a defense like this. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like it as well. I, I I think maybe a little bit tighter, but I was I was going to go thirty one seventeen as well. And uh, you know, I I do think that um, it'd be nice to see Estime get going again because I mm-hmm. think that he's now one hundred percent healthy. Um, and, and you know, we got plenty of guys back there. So, uh, but you know, he's he's still I think number eleven in the country. 
in terms mm -hmm. of yardage. I mean, he's he's still way up there. It'd be nice to get that inside the top 10. Yeah. And if you really look at that, you know, a lot of those guys that are in that top 10 are programs that are not power five programs, you know, no. they're not facing the kind of defenses that we've been facing week in and week out. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd love to see Hartman get on track here and have a really good game too, because um, here, and I, I'd, I'd love to see him just kind of finish out and, and be really oh, strong sure. in terms of his, which he's been, I don't, I don't see why that won't happen, but mm -hmm. it would be nice to get him back on track here again and just get him in that confident flow as we head into Clemson. No, I definitely agree. Awesome. All right. Good deal. We'll leave it there. You've been listening to Doman Domer, an online conversation about Notre Dame sports from a fan's perspective. For Mike Coffee, I'm Mike Brammer. Thanks for listening.